There's plenty of bad news out there. How about some good news? The book of Proverbs says that good news from a far country is like cold waters to a thirsty soul. I'm glad you're listening, because I do have good news. It's from a far country, so get out a tall glass. My name is Dean Kirshner, and I'm part of the Ministry of Gospel Link. As you can tell by the name, Gospel Link is centered on the good news of Jesus Christ, who He is, what He has done, and what He is doing today. Today's good news is out of Ethiopia, as you can see by the title of this episode, Out of Ethiopia. Now, I don't want to get ahead of our story. But let me let you know that I have met this man. We're going to keep his name anonymous. We'll call him Anno. I have spent quality time with Anno at church, in home visitations, and in conferences. This man loves the Lord Jesus. His spirit conveys a combination of resolve, of gentleness, and of grace that I want in my own life. Anno's character and faithfulness have been forged through suffering, and I am sure that you will be blessed by his testimony. Anno is from Ethiopia, but he had to get out of Ethiopia, and this is his story. I was born in the capital city of Ethiopia, Addis Ababa, and Ethiopia is is a poor country. I mean, when I say poor, it's a poor country. They have to work. They have to work hard even to get a little or to feed their family. Most of them, uh, they work hard, but even they 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 will not get enough uh, thing to support their family and their children or to send them uh, to uh, the school. Uh, yeah, Ethiopia is. Um, a very poor country. I was born from a Christian family. They, uh, both of them, my parents, they uh, came to Christ when they were uh, younger. My mother, when she accepted Christ, she was sent out of her house uh, by her father. Her father sent her out of their house because of uh, her face. But after a week or two weeks, something like that, her father called her back and he apologized for everything and he allowed her to do whatever uh, she wanted that can help her face. Um, and she was, my mother was like a door to that house and the gospel entered to uh, the house. She has four sisters and uh, four brothers and uh, without her two brothers, almost all of them, they came to Christ. And my father, my father, he was an, an idol uh, worshiper when he was young. So somebody uh, evangelized him, and he accepted uh, Christ. So that 
my mother and my father they came uh, they they get married after they came to Christ so I grew up in a Christian family uh, they raised me up uh, by teaching me the Bible almost every day we had a devotion in our house every night we gathered together and we have a prayer uh, one time I was really thirsty I wanted to know him who I was learning from my childhood and as I told you I grew up in the Christian family but this thing was coming very heavy like in my heart and by myself I was forced to seek the Lord then I realized that I'm a sinner man then Satan was trying to convince me oh Jesus Christ will never accept you by being like this uh, then I, I was I, I really cried that day I remember so uh, and I was thinking a lot oh how could accept me how could God uh, receive me like uh, like I, I am but God praised the Lord through our uh, Sunday school teacher she was uh, answering my question as well what I, whatever that I asked her and I was convinced to like uh, to change my mind like oh I will receive Christ because I'm a sinner man I cannot to be I cannot to come to him by being a good person the reason that I have to go to Jesus Christ is because I cannot to be a good person I cannot to go to the kingdom or the kingdom of God to heaven because of my deeds uh, so there must be someone that uh, can be a way to for me to to go to heaven and that uh, person is Jesus Christ is his God and uh, she told me a lot of things so Jesus Christ uh, accepted me with even with my weakness and um, he gave me his Holy Spirit and uh, yeah this is the way that I, I came to Christ so I'm going to jump in here because what I would really like to do with Anno is an interview in fact I have interviewed this dear friend but I didn't record the interview at the time. Ultimately, I asked Anno to record his testimony and send it to me in audio file. Technology is great today, and you're about to listen to more of what he sent me. But I am going to jump in here and there. Uh, my story begins like in 2012, like I was uh, serving the Lord in the church, but for some reason, uh, because of uh, the government that was leading the country, uh, I started, I uh, joined political party. So I was doing a lot of things for this political party. Um, uh, so uh, the big event that led me to leave my country is 2016, October 3. There was a festival, uh, Oromo uh, Oromo Pupil Festival. Interruption again, interruption. Uh, to try to explain all the politics here would take close to an hour. 
and it wouldn't be very good news, if you know what I mean. I mean, I never come away refreshed and rejoicing after reading the political news in America. And believe me, when a system is based on tribal loyalty rather than biblical principles and human dignity, it becomes a mess. I'm talking about Africa in general. Now, for Ethiopia, in short, the Oromo tribe is the ruling party there. And Anno is going to tell us that his father is from the Oromo tribe. So that means that Anno is not super against this political party. But at this time in his life, he was trying to fight for political reform and for better policies on human rights. The festival was an Oromo gathering, but there are a lot of people coming to see if they can protest, as you will see. Even Anno was involved in bringing a lot of pamphlets to distribute. Oromo tribe is number one uh, in in like 35% of the country is Oromo tribe. So uh, my father is from that tribe. Uh, mostly I'm not, um, I was not born in that Oromo region. I was born in the capital city. So I don't know the culture more of it, but my father is from that region. Uh, but because I see what the government is doing, I joined the political party. So on 2016, October 3, uh, we were ordered to uh, give flyers to the people which is uh, coming to that festival. The 1.5 million Oromo people came to that event. So when we were driving to that place, like before one day, uh, we have a flyers, a lot of flyers. So the policemen caught us at the checkpoint. So they took all the flyers and they warned us. They beat us. They warned us a lot. We we don't ask. We don't have to do anything uh, because we carry speakers and uh, like uh, sound equipment. Because of that, they let us pass. So we went and we set up everything. In the next day morning. Everything was okay. 1.5 million people are on the field uh, and on the stage as speakers and everything is ready. So the program started. But suddenly one of our friends, he ran to the person who was speaking uh, by using the microphone. So he, he just snatched or he took the microphone from the speaker and uh, he started to uh, say, down down wayani down down wayani it means like down down tplf tplf is the political party that was leading the country so that is from the northern part of ethiopia most 95 or 96 percent in the government place i can say like secret service military uh, police every place they from those region 95 uh, percent of them they are from that region, so they were working together and to uh, lead the country like forever. So on that stage, when this guy speak about down down Wayani, all the people which was attending to the festival, they followed him and they started to say down down Wayani and they were shouting, they were screaming and like 
then immediately the military people were around uh, the around us so they started to shoot from helicopter and from the ground then uh, everybody was running so many people died on that day only many people died by gun and me and my uh, two friends we ran away to a a place very very far place in in village very very dark village so we went there we asked the uh, farmer so that we can st- if you can stay in that place uh, so he allowed us and uh, we stayed there all night time so because there is no electric we were using a candle or something like that he had so because uh, this light has there is no light we we tired and we fall asleep but like at 1:30 to something like that military people broke the door and came inside and uh, yeah they beat us a lot and they they beat us and they took us to a pickup car pickup looking car uh, i think because it was not that much uh, like tall it's like we didn't use stairs or something it seems like a pickup car so me and one of my friend we they put us on one car and the other one just like that behind the pickup on the uh, like in the back not inside the car so um, they started to drive it they're driving like in the pista road like it's not uh, straight road like asphalt or something no it was like pistas full of stone and we we i feel it there are military people beside me and they were talking in different language i don't know what they say so they took us to a room and they put my hand they hung my hand up and they were beating me a lot and they were asking me who sent you tell us the place something like that my answer was i don't know so i was crying and they beat me <clears throat> like that three days for three days they did it and uh, after three days they were giving me a little food that <laughs> i can continue my life then after that they put me in um, in the underground i hope because i didn't see any light for 28 days and then yeah they were giving uh, me a food that little but i was crying a lot because i was i regret i wish i could be like this for the sake of the lord i don't feel anything because i will be happy but i was feeling ashamed because that is for politics and i was regretting i i was saying why i get into such kinds of things so I was sure that I'm gonna die so that I was singing and I was ready uh, to go to the Lord and after 28 days uh, one man that I don't know he came to the room and he f- he put something on my head he folded my eye and he put me on a truck like a pickup truck are you following this Anno has been caught by the police he's been secretly detained And it's been four weeks since they've held him on meager food and water while beating him to try to get information out of him. 
When I first heard this story, it was incredulous. What's he doing? He's looking forward to seeing the Lord with the only regret was that he was suffering for political purposes and not for the Lord's purposes. Now, if we took the time to dissect this, I think it could get gray and hazy. Because after all, Anno is not a revolutionary. He's not an atheistic follower of Karl Marx trying to overthrow a government. He wants to see human rights reforms in his country. So one might make a case that Anno was fighting for righteousness. But according to his own testimony, he regretted that his life might end on a political note and for political means. Now we've reached the miracle point of this story, the good news as it were. One of the guards has come to Anno, blindfolded him, and led him out of the underground cell. When he first told me the story, Anno explained that he feared they were going to shoot him. But it was the middle of the night and there was only one guard. So this in itself was a little curious because the guards always worked together. Did he say anything to you? I asked. No, he just took me. Do you think now that maybe it was an angel? I asked. You know, like God sent to Peter's jail. I don't know, Anno laughed when I asked him this. I have thought it could have been. I don't know. Only God knows. But wait, back to our story. So he took me, he drove a lot uh, of way then. Uh, he dropped me one place. Then I helped myself, I helped my, myself to take out uh, to uh, see what's going on because my eye fo was folded. Then I'm in the middle of the forest. Uh, I can only hear the hyena animal, this wild animal, hyena sound and dog barking. That's all <clears throat> in the middle of the forest. There was road, uh, like village road. But I was so happy. That man left. I couldn't see the car number or type something he left very quickly so but i was so happy because i'm free then one i saw from far very far one man was coming then i start i tried to go to him but when i'm closer to him he's a drunker man <clears throat> then i was i asked him please take me to your house then this drunker man he took me to his house his name is isaiah isaiah we call him uh, then I sleep for three days in his house. Then I told him a lot of, sto of my story. He was this guy was upset. Even he want to shoot them, but he doesn't know where they are, because they are doing these things very hiddenly, secretly. So uh, then I went to my mother' house in uh, the in 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 the capital city by using uh, transportation that I was hidden. So I went there and I took uh, treatment for one month so that when I become well, I <clears throat> continue my working and uh, uh, I wanted to go out completely from politics, 100%. But one time I got a phone call and uh, one person told me, 
you have to tell them the truth who sent you on that day otherwise you have to leave this country if you are not doing this thing you you will die that's what he told me i couldn't see the phone number it was unknown it says unknown i know that this is from the secret service or something then i just ignored this stuff then after few days i see uh, an image came to my whatsapp then when i open it it was my picture when i was in the cell when they was beating us so Im- immediately i turn off my phone i i i mean that person called me as soon as i finished this picture seeing this picture he told me the same thing then i believed that person i turn off my phone and i stopped what i was doing and i ran away to my fam my father's birth place and uh, to cut the long story short I stayed there in different places because I see a new person coming to the village place because I was afraid I was changing many places. Finally I tried to cross the border like uh, by legal way and they told me my name is blocked so I could not pass I could not go out. I have to go to immigration office to ask why. But I know why the reason the person who was there doesn't know. then um, we i tried to cross the border illegally like night time so that we can nobody can see us so when we tried to cross the border i heard a gunshot i just leave everything and went back uh, to my my friend's place in nadrat and in asala different places but finally <clears throat> my friend find a woman that can help me in the airport that uh, can take me inside the plane and i paid 1000 dollar and this lady did it uh, before that i find a visa to the place to the country that i'm living now within 3 days so after these 3 days we paid 1000 dollar to this lady then uh, i went to the airport i was outside she came she put stamp on my passport and she took me inside the plane without any check nobody asked her who is this guy that is the day that i left that country that i got the freedom so that i can live freely now without any worry without hiding without running here and there so god helped me to come to this country he gave me i mean uh like because before i met the 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 church that now i'm in uh i was really suffering like nobody i don't have anybody that can send me money for my food for my place of stay and uh anything but god was providing me one by one on the time even even i've never slept without uh eating because of the money until i decide uh, to fast because god was providing me and he was giving me in this in this country so he brought me to this uh, the church that i'm serving now and god is supporting supporting me uh, so we are serving the lord in this church and um, online we have uh, online we are serving the lord in online on facebook on telegram Uh, on telegram uh, there are a lot of discipleship lesson 
students and um, we are preaching the gospel by using these social medias and we ha we are having debates live debates on video but not by showing my face but like de like debate with different teachers so god is helping us and yeah thank you for your praise and uh, supports really and uh, please continue praying for us Anna would like to go home to Ethiopia. He would like to see his mother, his home church, and his siblings. But the Lord has preserved him and given him more of an influence now than he ever expected. This influence, this ministry, is not political. No, now Anno sits behind a microphone, and through Facebook and other social media platforms, he leads evangelism with people in Ethiopia. On another platform, he leads a regular apologetics discussion for Muslims all around the Middle East. On yet a third venue, he is discipling new converts from Islam to know and understand the scriptures. Anno interacts with up to 3,000 people a month through this internet ministry. They don't see his face. They don't know his name. They don't know where he is geographically sitting, but he works tirelessly to make Christ and the ways of Christ known. Not for political results, but for an everlasting kingdom. And anything about that kingdom is good news. If you go to the website, cupofgoodnews.org, you will not see Anno's face. Just as I've protected his name, I have protected his image. I have posted a photo at the, on the website that was taken at the very festival which Anno attended. That may be interesting to you. There's also a testimony of a young woman whom Anno recently led out of Islam through his internet ministry. It's a great story more good news from a far country. If you really want to know Anno's real name, you may write to me, dean at cupofgoodnews.org. That's dean at cupofgoodnews.org. I'll be glad to share it with you. Anno and his dear wife are indeed supported through Gospel Link. You see, after meeting Anno personally, I have worked to connect him to God's people here in the States who also want to spread the gospel. Ah, it's good work.